transferable skills that you feel you have learned from becoming a dad and, you know, and dealing with a young child? What would you tell them? I think the the main one that I can tell you is the relationship, because whatever job you got to do, you have to relate to other people's, right? You got to talk to other people. If you're a salesperson, you have to have a relationship with the person you're selling to. If you, you know, uh, work with something different, like in my case, I'm a customer success manager and I'll work with uh, project management. So I talk with a lot of clients on a daily basis. And by having that relationship with a child, uh, it, it helps a lot having relationship with adults, because if you can relate to a child, you have the patience to talk to the child. You have the care for the child. You know, uh, the child will ask you the same question three, four times. And, you know, you have the patience to try to teach that child because it's your child. You love him or her. Right. And so if you have that, uh, I think you're going to do well with clients anywhere because you're going to have that patient and that passion as well. And you will understand that from your knowledge, the client has a different knowledge, right? The client has knowledge about their own company or their own area, their own industry. And you have knowledge about your business or the work that you do. So having that patience to explain, it's really important. Welcome, everybody, to this bonus episode. I spoke with PJ Marcus as part of my 31 Days of Transferable Skills initiative in December on day 22. PJ is a Senior Customer Success Manager with LinkedIn. He's also passionate about education, lifelong learning and early child development. PJ and I spoke about the transferable skills learned from parenting, learning a foreign language, volunteering, and living in multiple countries. Hello, PJ. Hi there. How are you doing, Karen? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much <laughs> for coming onto the show, LinkedIn Live, to talk about transferable skills from many different ways. You could tell us five facts about yourself through the typical working out loud method. That will be wonderful. All right, all right, good. Thanks for having me here. All right, so I'm PJ, five facts about me. Um, I'm a dad, uh, you know, I have one kid that was born during the pandemic. So I'm trying to cope with a whole bunch of new things that happen in my life. I love sports, but I don't do a lot of sports, mostly in the pandemic, but I love watching the sports and I try to create incentives for my kids who love sports as well. Uh, I love eating different things and trying different meals from different parts of the world. Uh, not very good at cooking, though. Uh, and with the pandemic, I gained 10 kilograms of weight, which basically is like 22 pounds of weight. <laughs> is that it? Was it five? I, I know this feeling. I have very good cooks. My husband and my two boys love to cook, which has pluses and minuses. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. And so um, do you want to, like, sorry, I interrupted you. Are there other facts you wanted to share with um, our guests? Well, I'm really, really um, into early child development. So I like to study that. I like to do research and read 
uh, papers that are related to early child development. And I used to do that before my child was born. So that was not an incentive. It was sort of an incentive when my kid was born uh, to read more about it. But I had this interest a long time ago, you know, a long time before my child was actually born. So I really, I really love learning more about brain architecture and early child development. That really is amazing. And so I, I'm curious, so you've done a lot of research, but before you um, started your career, did you actually have any experience at all with caregiving? I, I would say that I did not have any formal experience, but I used to do a lot of things that involved um, caregiving and mostly related to, to children. Uh, so I volunteer in uh, different organizations to, you know, uh, tell kids stories or, you know, play with kids. I used to be a coach uh, for the, the Baseball Miracle League in Texas when I would play with, with a whole bunch of children. So we'll spend like the afternoon and the Saturday playing baseball. So I... I've always felt like that need to get involved uh, because I love children, always love children. And so to a certain extent, that makes a lot of what, what caregiving entails, right? To really uh, care about those, those children and uh, be sort of a mentor to them, to try to teach them, you know, how to do good stuff, how to enjoy life, how to, you know, have a good time with friends, so all of that. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds wonderful. And, you know, um, I also would like to say hello to anybody who is listening to us today. And if you have any questions, please put it into the comments or anybody who is um, viewing it afterwards or is going to listen to us um, in a podcast format. And now, um, PJ, it sounds like you've done so much, you know, research as well as actual, you know, playing with kids. So now, when you were looking at your career, did you anticipate, well, I imagine you didn't anticipate a pandemic, but did you anticipate there to be like, you know, a big part or part of your career to involve also caregiving? Yeah, well, about the pandemic, I guess, like, not a lot of people anticipated that. But uh, thinking about career-wise on a, on a corporation, you know, Spectrum, I think um, I never thought, well, yeah, I can say that I never thought that uh, what I was doing by then, like playing with children, telling them stories, you know, sitting with them, you know, in the circle and, you know, playing around, I... I never created that, you know, correlation that, well, this on a um, career spectrum can help me a lot. Uh, never thought that way. But if I'm going to look backwards, now I can see how much of impact that generated. And I can guarantee that basically I am where I am today doing what I'm doing today. And there is a big chunk of, you know, of why I'm in this spot right now. It's because of what I did in the past by, uh, you know, playing around with children, doing this caregiving, you know, uh, type of work. Indeed. That 
Wow, it, it it's so interesting because I feel often people underestimate or don't really think about myself included, you know, what transferable skills one can really gain from many different aspects in one's life. And now um, you said in the introduction that you have become a dad during the pandemic. And I can only imagine being, you know, working, being a stay-at-home dad at the same time. Maybe could you sort of share, you know, what that entailed and what skills you've learned doing that? Oh, yeah. It was it was a really a roller coaster year, um, 2020 and 2021 is not being a lot different. But yeah, I had, my child was born in August 2020, and I was working, you know, full time, uh, working from home. My child was born. Uh, due to the pandemic, I was let go three days before my child was born. So then I, I've lost insurance, and I lost all of those. So I have my child. I have to start looking for a job to provide my child, you know, at home, my wife, and everything. And at the same time, taking care of my new child, learning how to take care of this child. Uh, so it was a really challenging. Um, well, all, all things went out well. I was able to find a, another job. And, you know, I passed through everything that everybody that has a new child passed through, like uh, sleepless nights and, you know, learn a whole bunch of different things. Uh, at the same time that I, has, I had to learn how to do my new job you know, at the new company that I was hired for. So it was very, it was very cumbersome to an extent, but I knew everything going to be all right, you know, because, I mean, it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect it to fail because I thought there was, there's no really a way to fail, right? And, and what I see a lot that happens, unfortunately, in the, in the lives of many people is that they, uh, and and uh, although we can, you know, uh, use a lot of things that we 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 learn while caregiving uh, to our our job, there there's some competition that we do have in in the corporations that we don't need to have while taking care of another person, right? Uh, you don't need to, you know, uh, kill yourself trying to be the best that in the world. Because you're not competing with other dads. You just have to be the best dad for your own kid, you know, the best husband for your own wife and all that. So uh, I ne since I never had this competition uh, way of viewing things, you know, at my home, so I knew everything is going to be all right. I was just going through the struggle that anybody on that same, same situation would have to go to. Yeah. And I can imagine that the fact that you were interested in early childhood development beforehand already helped you to apply in practice some of the things you had learned. Oh, yeah, yeah. Use all of that. And even to this day, I mean, I'm, I'm part of the of um, a, co uh, a collab of scientific parents. And we do a lot of testing and scientific studies with our kids. And my, my child participated in the study when he was three months old and he participated in others. And even to this day, he participated on studies, on longitudinal studies that will definitely, I mean, help other parents, you know, along the way, 
but the idea of me uh, having him helping me on those research as well is that I want him to learn that since the, the first day that he was born, he was already helping mankind in a way, you know, uh, like by participating on research and trying to uh, to give some, you know, uh, good information for other parents that will have a child anytime soon. That is just wonderful. And now it's like, you know, do you in your like neighborhood, are there like, again, with the pandemic, it probably hasn't been that easy, but are there other dads that, you know, you have maybe interacted with? Yeah, I interact more with dads within the company, right, that, that I work. Within our company, we do have ERGs, you know, for several type of, of uh, subjects. And I am also part of um, an ERG related family. So we do a lot of research and then we translate this research in a way that can be consumed by, you know, employee uh, employees. Uh, there are parents that want to consume this type of, of research. So in talking to them, they're going to this through the same struggles I've been going to, you know, so I'm not I'm no special in here. But uh, I see there are a lot of things going on and. There, there are some people that they have a little bit more of flexibility because they live closer to, you know, their their relatives. So there are grandparents that sometimes can come to help them out. It's not my case, you know, like both of the of the grandmothers. My child doesn't have any grandfather, um, but the grandmothers, they live far further away. So it's kind of hard for them to come and help. Uh, and then they can come and help for, you know, a specific amount of time because they have their own you know, duties at home as well. But yeah, I do, I do talk to some, not in the, in my neighborhood, no, in the close by because of the pandemic as well. But yeah, right. I do talk to people online. Yeah. And so now if you had to share with somebody who is say becoming a future dad, like three transferable skills that you feel you have learned from becoming a dad and, you know, and dealing with a young child, what would you tell them? I think the the main one that I can tell you is the relationship because whatever job you got to do, you have to relate to other people, right? You got to talk to other people. If you're a salesperson, you have to have a relationship with the person you're selling to. If you, you know, uh, work with something different, like in my case, I'm a customer success manager and I work with uh, project management. So I talk with a lot of clients on a daily basis and by having that relationship with a child, uh, it, it helps a lot having relationship with adults. Because if you can relate to a child, you have the patience to talk to the child. You have the care for the child. You know, uh, the child will ask you the same question three, four times. And, you know, you have the patience to try to teach that child because it's your child. You love him or her. Right. And so if you have that. Uh, I think you're going to do well with clients anywhere because you're going to have that patient and that passion as well. And you will understand that from your knowledge, the client has a different knowledge, right? The client has knowledge about their own company or their own area, their own industry. And you have knowledge about your business or the work that you do. So having that patient to explain, it's really important. Uh, another thing that I will say is prioritization, right? Because when you have a child, you need to learn how to prioritize. And sometimes maybe 
you guys are listening to my child is screaming right here in the back. I don't know if it's possible, but he is yelling yes. a little bit. <laughs> uh, so sometimes you have to prioritize, right? There, there are many times that I've been in meetings and my child will come here and climb up on my lap and then you showed up in the meeting and everybody say, oh, so cute. All right. That's that disrupt the meeting a little bit, but you need to, you know, learn how to prioritize. Okay. Now I'm in a meeting. Uh, all right, guys, give me like, you know, 15 seconds. Let me put the child uh, to her mother or anything like that. So know to really prioritize and knowing that oh, sometimes I have to leave a little early my job or start a little late in the day because I need to prioritize or the things are important. And I think the, the third thing will be um, uh, it will be being organized right and i mean that i think that relates a lot with prioritization but being organized because sometimes when like something like this happened the child starts yelling not, now i'm not caring much because i know <laughs> you know his with mom right there and everything's gonna be fine but sometimes it's not like that sometimes she is in a meeting i'm in the meeting and then things need to be organized because we need to, you know, um, use the, our time the best possible way because that's a scarce resource. Uh, so know where the things are, you know, all right, so nappy time, I know where I need to go to do the nappy change. And I go and I do this, you know, and other than that, you know, taking breaks and having fun with your child. He or she is expecting that from you as, as it is from me. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for sharing, PJ. And, you know, so one thing when I was doing my research about you, what I also found really interesting, what you talked about and transferable skills from learning a new language. So in the UK, it's English. And I'd love you to share this a little bit with our audience, why you know, one can gain so many skills in addition to learning the actual language. Well, yeah, well, there's a lot on that from the University of Washington, which is one of the top universities doing that type of research on brain architecture uh, of bilingual children. I believe by learning a different language, it's basically your bringing architecture changes, right? There are, there are new connections that are created through synapses and that will help you think differently about everything you think about. So um, there, there are different ways of thinking. It will help us uh, thinking on, like think through things in a different way because of those connections. Uh, one of the things that I tell like all the parents that I meet is that if you know to speak two languages, you know, at home, uh, do speak two languages at home. Make your child get used to listen to different languages, you know, get them expo exposure to that because that is important. Um, it will help them create those brain connections and it will help them on the long run. You may see that, all right, it's not making any difference. I've been talking, you know, I've been speaking in English and in French here because I live in Canada and I don't see any difference. I've been two months. All right. It's not as quick as we one would like to, right? It may take a little longer, but here at home, I only speak English with my child. My wife only speaks Portuguese. And then we try to raise our child 
by being bilingual. If you have the opportunity to get uh, him exposure to other languages, that also will be cool. Will be cool. Uh, so I tell everybody that I can look because I know a lot of people that they are bilingual or trilingual, right? Uh, but they take it for granted while at home and do not speak with their child on a different language, only on their mother tongue. And tell, look, you're you're missing out because you know this can help your child so much in the long run. Not only by being bilingual and hey, now I speak two languages, I can find a job easier. No, not that, but uh, the the bilingual child or the bilingual person uh, is able to think about all sort of things in different ways, in more ways than somebody that is not bilingual is. So, and, and I mean, and this is specific science. This is not my opinion. There's a whole bunch of data related to that. Uh, and as I mentioned, you know, University of Washington, if anybody wants to go there, uh, they have uh, a website called iLabs. They have uh, many information and many studies. There is even a course, free course that anybody can take 22 classes about the subject and it's super interesting. Thank you so much for sharing. Yes, it's uh, and I I raised my kids or I tried to raise them in German and in English. And I think one of the things I've learned is no matter how often and how frequently they might respond back into in the majority language, they still are learning and they're still listening. And mm -hmm. it's funny how often when we go somewhere and they do not want somebody to understand what we are talking, then they voluntarily <laughs> switch into the secret language to share. Yes. So yes, but I, I, I agree. It takes patience. Yes, yes. So um, one other question I had is now you've lived in multiple countries and like, again, you know, what kind of skills do you feel you have learned that has helped you in your, um, you know, professional life by living in different countries? Well, uh, I mean, knowing different cultures is so helpful for, you know, uh, to, to talk to other people, to relate to other people. Today, I talk to people from, I would say, 40 different countries, you know, in a week. Uh, and, and so that is, you know, while I was living in a different country, I wasn't working on what I'm, I was doing today. So I wasn't talked to that many people from different countries before. But if, if you think that the, the importance of that and, you know, looking back, so how much that helped me on developing, developing my work today, it was so important because by having, having this sort of boundless you know, mindset, you are much more willing to create rapport with the person you're talking to, you know, with your client, with your boss. Like my boss doesn't live in the country that I live. It lives like 10,000 miles away from me. And, you know, so I, I was in the other side of the, the hemisphere and I talked to him and his, I mean, he lives in the U.S. I live here in Brazil, and but he is from Serbia and, you know, so, so there are a lot of uh, things involved uh, by him living in the U.S. but being from another country. There is also like some some of the culture that he carries on during their day, his day to day activities. Uh, so I think it's super important to have this, you know, uh, this opportunity. And I, and I believe really 
everything is related to opportunity because there are some people that they do not have this opportunity. But I tell every parent, you know, uh, if you do have the opportunity of really teaching to your child about other cultures and, you know, taking your child to you know, live uh, at least for a week or two, you know, if can be more, much better. But uh, having this experience and this exposure to other cultures and how people do things differently to understand that everybody is an individual, is singular. And doing things in a way doesn't mean that is the only way that things can be done, you know. People, you know, in Europe, they do things in a different way and they do it well. They are living well. They're happy with their lives. People in the U.S., they do things in a different way, but they're happy with their lives and I, they're doing well as well. So I think this, uh, this experience is priceless. Thank you so much, PJ. Yes, and, and, and I agree. I feel like when you live in one country, you get so used to or you don't know any other way, right? That certain things are done like this and you go and start living in another country. You're like, oh, this is not necessarily the way it needs to be done. It's just customs. And yeah, it, it I I fully agree. It, it sort of opens oneself up and be, it makes one more flexible and, and also maybe reflect upon one's own home country, what things are done and why they are done that way. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So exactly. I, I could... <laughs> I could talk with you for a very long time, but we're coming to an end of our conversation. Now, is there anything else that you would like to share with our viewers or listeners about, you know, transferable skills from many different parts of one's life? Yeah, I mean, I would just tell people, you know, to hang in there if they're tired about the pandemic. We all are, I believe. Uh, but keep you know, keep doing the best job you can do. Don't, you know, uh, don't be mean to yourself. You know, don't carry more burden than you already have to carry during this pandemic. Having to care for, you know, your family and everybody that surrounds you, maybe. Uh, you know, be nice to yourself. And, and there's no right way of raising a child, right? Everybody has their own way of raising a child. The only thing that is common to everyone and every family and that every child needs is love. So if this is the base, just keep doing what you're doing. You're going to do well. You're going to do fine. And we're all going to get out of this alive and happy. <laughs> well, thank you so much, PJ. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We hope you gained valuable insights and new ideas. To keep listening to future episodes, please head over to iTunes or your favorite player and subscribe and give it a rating. We would very much appreciate a review and for you to share it on social media so more people can start innovating in how they offer employment. Until the next time, goodbye!